Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Loving Father, we thank you for having been so good to us. Thank you, Lord, for the adoption of sons and daughters. And we are so happy, so happy, Lord, to be with one another, with that commonality, looking forward to the glorious, glorious appearing of, of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for cause, Lord. And we thank you for the impact that she has made during her sojourn. And we pray, Lord, that you would go with her and that you would continue using her to be an instrument, a great instrument for righteousness. And the Lord, I pray that those who hear her would be so appreciative that they are attentive and because of your divine intervention, they would have great benefits. Oh, bless her and bless her household and all connected with her and may her joys be full and complete and crown her effort with success wherever she goes because I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Another topic, topic for today, oh, taste and see. Oh, taste and see. They tell me that of a certainty, even for today, that the test of the pudding is in the eating. There's no testing of any pudding without the eating. And as we look into the scripture, we see that verse that, that, that is reminding us that there must be a hand on and a mind on and a connection, a reality, in order to prove the matter. Now, I'm going to bring something to us today, and you may have heard it before. You may have heard it before, and if you're hearing it again, it's just a reminder. It's just a reminder. I want you to know here that to become a believer, to become a believer in the blessed Lord, we must make, or one must make, an informed choice. An informed choice. And so the question is, what am I to be informed about? To make a choice in this plan of redemption that is going to mean for me, hallelujah, a glorious tomorrow. What sort of, of choice shall I make and, and, and about what? In John chapter 17, here we have the blessed Lord speaking 
to believers, people who were following him. And there at verse 3 he says, well, this is life eternal. That they might know thee, the only true God. And Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So now we see now that if a person is going to become a believer, he's got to believe something. And the Lord wants us to know him. To know him. And you cannot know a person by simply passing saying, hi, hello. You must have a relationship. And so to be that person with the knowledge of God, we have got to be relating to him. We've got to be in it on a daily basis. On a daily basis. As a matter of fact, as we look into the scripture, we see in there how that the blessed Lord is he, he, telling his disciples. I think you find it in, in Luke 9 and verse 23. And, and he says there, he, he said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. Not just take up his cross, but do it daily. Take up his cross daily and follow me. And follow me. And then the blessed Lord is saying to all of us, as he said to them in Palestine, said, come unto me. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, Matthew eleven twenty eight, and I will give thee rest. And verse 29 says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Come on now, folks. We have got to learn something to come to a knowledge of it. We've got to learn it. And so he says, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. And you're going to find rest, the kind of rest you're looking for. Rest from the cares of this life and from the burdens of sin. You're going to find rest to your soul. Isn't that something? For my burden. Come on. You know, the burden is not that heavy. Say, my yoke. The burden. Think of the yoke and the burden. He said, my burden is light. My yoke easy. But how are we going to know it if we do not have the hands on? attitude. Learn of me. Learn of me. They took the, the Bible out of the classrooms and so forth and they don't want to hear anything about God in the, in the schools. 
and um, atheism is climbing, and theism is, is pushed aside. Come to think of it. And people are getting worse. Oh, yes. Worse. Brethren, the time has come in the history of our existence for us to take stock. To see what's going on. Do an inventory. And see if we are truly following the blessed Lord. Obeying him. In John chapter 15 and 5, he says, I am the vine and the other branches. And he that abideth in me, and I in him, so the same, bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, for without me, I mean without me, ye can do nothing. In Creole they say, you can do I am. <laughs> nothing. I mean nothing. And so we understand here that if a man is going to go forward and, 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 and be identified with the blessed Lord and do what the Lord would have him do, he has got to have a hands-on attitude. Amen. Pragmatic approach. He's got to learn by doing. And have what we know as, as a cognitive experience. He learned that. It's no habit, go lucky business. It's not something you just sit back and say, well, I'm going to see what the outcome is. I think I can make it, you know. I think I would make it into the kingdom. I just believe I would make it. Well, I'm going to sit back and see what happens. It doesn't go that way. It doesn't go that way. You want to have an A, a letter, a letter grade, an A letter grade. You're going to sit back and say, I hope I get an A letter grade. You're going to just sit back and say, I hope I make an A? Oh, I hope, I hope. Huh. I have said it before and I say it again, fishing is not wishing. Neither is wishing fishing. You want to have a catch, you've got to go fishing. Oh, yes. And so this matter of knowing about the blessed Lord is a prerequisite and it's a must. It's a must. But the Lord is not uh, standing there trying to get us scared, frightened. No. He said, he, he has already made a way of escape. All we need to do is accept it. Just accept it. Don't be afraid about what's going on in the world today. Just trust him. Trust him with tomorrow as you trust him with today. Amen. That's all. But then we have folks sometimes, they live careless lives. Some folks, they, they use the word shaka. They, male and the female, live in, in, in an apartment. They're not married. And, and what they do? 
they get up and pray, pray in the morning. Uh, say, did you say a prayer today? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Brethren, listen to me. Just listen to me. There was a man who was born blind. In the ninth chapter of John. And, and they questioned him when, when the blessed Lord restored his sight. He said, you know, come to think of it, I don't know him, you know. I don't know the person who did it. But, but he said, you know, he said, but how come you folk that are in the church don't know him? Something is wrong with this picture, you know. But you don't know him. Are you asking me who is he? Who, don't you know that kind of person, a person who would do something like that? And then he said, oh, in verse 31 of chapter 9, he said, now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper, so the person who is living in sin and praying every morning, that prayer is not heard until the person decides to be a worshiper. A worshiper. Doesn't matter how handsome you may be or beautiful. The Lord made us all. And he's saying, I am a righteous God. I'm not taking the place with Satan. And I'm not playing any games with him either. He said, when you live for him, you're praising him. When you live for me, you're praising me. You cannot serve two masters. Cannot serve two masters. And so the blessed Lord wants us to come to the place where we embrace John chapter 3 and verse 17. Embrace it on a daily basis. God sent not his son into the world to condemn, but that the world through him might be saved. In other words, use up the opportunities that are granted and, and make your calling and election sure. Make you're calling an election sure use the opportunity to be qualified for eternity use it up that's what the blessed lord wants not to condemn anybody but he wants us all to be prepared through him through him isn't that wonderful wonderful and so our lord is attentive to what's going on. And, and he wants us all to make it, to be committed to the study of his word and to the soul's edification, the growth, the growth. And, and, and a spread of the gospel, which is the good news. It is still the good news. And like I said, gospel, the G is for God, and, and the O is for only God's only son provides eternal life. Good news. God's only son provides eternal life. Gospel. Good news. 
And so the Lord wants us to be committed and spread the good news. But first, we must have it. As an individual, it must be within. That gives the impetus for the spread. Come on now. And so, the Lord is still calling on us. And I hope that not a single person here has had his probation closed. I hope that nobody here, nobody here can be identified with that. I hope our God is so good. I mean, he's so wonderful. So wonderful. So wonderful. And like my wife always says, only God can be God. Only God can be God. So we need to, to understand him. Understand him. You know our scripture text? If I, I got to move on that. Elder Campbell put the clock right there in front of me. But uh, thank, thank you, Elder. Or scripture text. It says, uh, I will bless the Lord at all times. What, what will I bless the Lord for? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Come on now. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. He said, the humble, the humble shall hear thereof. And be glad. Come on. And be glad. Isn't that something? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. That first person is still in there. Still in there. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name forever. And together, come on now, folks. Let's do it together forever. Let's get on with it. Wonderful indeed. What a God, eh? What a God. I sought. Now, we're talking about a person who has had personal experience now. We're talking about cognizant, look at him, being, being cognizant of what's really going on in the plan of redemption, and a cognitive experience. We're talking about it. He said, I sought the Lord, and he heard me. Isn't that something? And delivered me. I like that. And delivered me out of all of my fears. All of my fears. Isn't that wonderful? Truly wonderful. 
I want you to, to note something special. It, it, coming on to the, to the real point, the nitty-gritty of the whole thing. It's a matter of having an experience with the blessed Lord. An experience. I saw. You, you, can't, you can't just sit down and wish. I saw. I made an effort. I made an input. And, and, and I became a great beneficiary. Isn't that something? A joyful beneficiary. Wonderful. I saw it. Just, just think of that. And, and look closely into it because the blessed Lord wants to bless us. He wants to take us to the point where we can believe in him. Now, it didn't just happen with him. There are others who have become beneficiaries of the grace of the blessed Lord. He said that they looked, I learned that, they looked unto him, and, and they looked unto him. Now he's talking about people who have done that. They, they looked unto him and were lightened. Isn't that something? Were lightened. And their faces we're not ashamed. Amen. We're not ashamed. Isn't that wonderful? The faces were not ashamed. And this poor man. <laughs> now think of it now. He said, now, this poor man cried. Now whether the psalmist is speaking uh, of himself as the third person. Here we have he has first and third. Perhaps he's first and third. But, but he said, this man, you know, it could be he himself. It could be the psalmist. Uh, and it could be you. Oh, it could be, could be myself. But he's saying that there are people who became beneficiaries. That's what he's saying. He's saying that there are people who turned to the blessed Lord and, and came out joyful. Isn't that wonderful? So, so he said, this man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all, not some, out of all his troubles. Isn't that wonderful? And then he said, the angel of the Lord... The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. This is an experience. Something he's talking about. Something that happened. I'm talking about Christianity and godliness and redemption. That's what I'm talking about. Right now I'm not mentioning a thing about, well, just to call the name. Obamacare and the rest of things. We are talking about redemption. Redemption. It's like get on board. And who is not on board, get on board. And who is on board, stay on board. Stay on board. In this plan of redemption. 
the angel of the Lord, he said, encampeth round about and delivereth them. Delivereth them. Isn't that something? And then he said, look at the, the exclamation. I mean, this is something that he said, oh, come on now. Oh, taste and see, verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed, privileged, fortunate is the man that trusted in him. Isn't that something? So, are you one of them? Am I one of them? Trusting in him? That's the issue for today. That's the main issue of today. Whether I am one or you're one, trusting, trusting, trusting. You know yourselves. You take an introspective look and you're going to know whether you are trusting. I mean trusting. Oh, taste and see. Do you know that that statement is powerful? Very informative and indicative? Oh, yes. Oh, taste and see. In other words, here is a person who has had the experience and is saying to others, taste and see. And those of us who have, who have become saints, by informed choice, that's what we are to be saying to the world out there. Taste and see that the Lord is good. But then it must, it, it must have done something for us. Come on. This plan of redemption, godliness, it must have done something for us. When I look at Titus chapter 2. And those of you who, who have your Bible. Titus chapter 2. And, and, and verse 11. It said the grace of God which bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. Teaching us. That denying ungodliness and worldly lust. That, that we should live soberly. Righteously and godly in this present world. In this present world. Looking for the blessed hope. I like that. Looking for the blessed hope. And the glorious appearing of the great God. And our savior Jesus Christ. Who gave himself for us. That he might redeem us from all iniquity. And purify unto himself. A peculiar people jealous of good work. The saints make a difference. On this planet. And the saints must know in whom they believe. We have got to know the blessed Lord. Know his plan of redemption. Know about him. And say, oh, test and see that the Lord is good. Are we living the kind of life that indicates that people should really taste and see? That's the issue of the day. Commitment. Commitment, taste and see that the Lord is good. He said, these things we must teach them. Teach them 
exhort and reprove and must do it with authority. Authority. Now, can we go and, and speak to people, just talk with them and we have not had an experience? Well, we, we want to do it with authority. You know that we are on the side of God and God is with us and we are speaking for him. I'm coming to you with authority. I'm an ambassador speaking for my country. My God. Authority. So these things we must do it lightly. And then he said, let no man despise you. In other words, don't let people look down on you. Do not give them that privilege to look down on you. And say, shame on you. The Lord wants us to be light bearers, but he wants us also to be the light of the world. Isn't that something? The Lord wants us to be right there with him. Brethren, it is something to think about. But we have heard a number of things. And because the longer of the two hands moving so fast I have to close off I have to close off but some people have got to go through adverse circumstances in this life and even when you become a Seventh-day Adventist Christian or a Christian the difficulties still come your way but the Lord wants us not to give up. No, sir. Matthew 5 and, and verse 11, he tells us there that, that people are going to, you know, they're going to come and revile you and say all manner of evil against you falsely. But, but he says, hold on there. Rejoice. Rejoice. Going down to verse 12, rejoice and be exceeding great. For your reward, I tell you, the reward I have for you is great. Great. When we come to Revelation, even Revelation chapter 22 and verse 12, it says, behold, I come quickly. Behold, I come quickly. In other words, look around you. See what's going on. Wars and rumors of wars. See what's going on. These are indicative of the end right here. He said, look and see that I come quickly. But he said, my reward is with me. Oh, isn't that encouraging? My reward is with me to give every man. The Lord leaves nobody out. Oh, what a God, eh? Every man gets a reward. Says my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. So rejoice because you're on his side. Rejoice because you're obedient to him. Rejoice. Don't be despondent. You're not a child of the devil. You're a child of God. Rejoice. And again I say. Rejoice. Rejoice. You have nothing to fear. As a matter of fact, Peter, 
In 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 16, he says, he says, if any man suffer as a Christian, do you suffer as a Christian? He said, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Verse 16. He said, because judgment must begin in the house. Must begin at the house of God. Oh, yes. And then he said, no. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Huh? What is it going to be? What is it going to be? Think of it. Think of it. And what about the next verse? The next verse made me tremble. He said, and, and if the righteous, are you listening to me? And, and if the righteous shall scarcely, scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinners appear? The righteous, you know, folks in church sitting every Sabbath, you know, sitting there, listening to sermons and studying the lesson quietly, have to be so careful, so careful, because if the righteous shall scarcely, scarcely, in other words, this plan of redemption, this matter of being redeemed, is not Jack and Jill went up any hill. No. Cows jump over moon and all them things. No. This is something for real. Amen. Serious. There's only one time around. There's no second time around. We didn't make it the first time. That's it. No second time. But we have reasons to rejoice. Oh, yes, we have come to know the blessed Lord, and he's wonderful. He is just marvelous, and he is great. Come on now. He is all and in all. And all we need to do is to live so that people watching us get the message, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How many of us today want to stand up to that challenge? To so live, so live. That people would just read that. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Would you stand with me for prayer? Loving Father, your children are standing. Standing not so much because their legs are good, but because they have proven you to be on their side. And all of us today, Lord, we are happy for a second chance. We are happy, Lord. You, like the psalmist, you have done so much for us. You brought us out of the mire clay, set our feet upon a rock, and established our going. You have put a new song in our mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and shall fear and shall trust in you. And that's what we want, Lord. 
give us the power, the impetus to accomplish this for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.